world's wildest water park, the party has never been hotter. Tell me you did not replace our old lifeguards with strippers. Water certified strippers. And the guests have never been hungrier. Mommy, I got bit. It was a piranha. It was not a piranha. We think they're back. These piranha spent eons in underground lakes, rivers. So fish can become confused and try to enter man-made drainage systems. <laughs> Is that you? Ow! I didn't. Whatever it is, I don't like it. Ladies and gentlemen, the most famous lifeguard of all time. Let's all get wet and wild. There's something in the water. Just when you thought it was safe. People are dying. Do something. To put your 3D glasses back on. First of all, I'm not a lifeguard. Never was. Secondly, that is what natural selection is all about. It's double the action. Something is wrong with me. What did you do to them? Double the terror. And double the D's. Bring me my legs. Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that'll slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing, and for the next three months it's the Summer of Shocks, in which I look at Hitchcock movies, Stephen King movies and the Piranha franchise. So here we have it, the final to date Piranha movie in Piranha Double D, although personally this should have been called Piranha 44 Double D. Anyway, enough of me hogging the limelight. It's time to introduce my guest, Mike, from the Graveyard Shift. Uh, playing with power, techno babble, taste test, and have I missed any? <laughs> Not yet, although, uh, yeah, the techno babble has kind of just been quietly put to bed. But, yeah. you know, you did your homework, so I'm very honored. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Anyway, so here we have it. And if I thought Prana 3D was softcore porn, I was wrong. Double D blows that clean out of the fucking water. I mean, Jesus. Literally. I, mean, I haven't seen, Yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen so many boobs since my straight days. I mean, <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, this will be a different podcast as my usual one, as I go into great detail, but this will be a five out of seat of my pants one, so hold on to your butts, that'll be bloody fun. And before I do that, I have to tell you who's on this bloody thing, how much money it made. So starring Daniela Panabaker, uh, David Kochner, Matt Bush, John Luke Bildu, I guess pronounce his name, David Hasselhoff, and Christopher Lloyd, directed by John Gallagher. The budget was $5 million, one-fifth of the 3D one, and this thing pulled on a meagre $8.5 million. It was more of a dip in the compared to 3D's $84 million. And most Whoa. of this... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. And most of that came from overseas. Like, um, I think it was Thailand. This thing was huge. And so most of the money it made came from overseas. 
and because it was only released in 75 cinemas in America, that's how shit that was. It's like, oof. Oh, man, no faith. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Prana 3D was actually quite fun for what it is. I mean, it's a straight down the barrel B movie, and it knows it and it runs with it. But this is just a complete piece of garbage. Anyway, the plot, one year's. After the events of the 3D movie, the town is indeed dead. Yeah, bullshit. Try to say to me one disaster kills an entire town. Wouldn't you have, like, morbid tourists coming to see the, the town that the partner killed? I mean, hmm. The next town over, however, is, has a water park ran by a sleaze who is unknowingly doomed his stripper-themed water park by pumping water in from the lake. Can his level-headed daughter, the town deputy, and David Hasselhoff save the day? That's a good question, actually. I mean, the Hoff, Jesus, chinkies, but since he came on screen, I just could not stop laughing. It is just ridiculous. <laughs> he like, was the shining light of this movie. Yeah, 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 true. I mean, he gets the fact he's a complete joke and runs with it, you know? I mean, he runs created... in, he runs in slow motion with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the man ticks, the band tits flapping in the, in the breeze. But anyway, let's get on to this thing. So, like I say, is this thing, you know you're in trouble when the first thing you see is a fart joke. I mean, uh, a flatulating uh, uh, a flatulating cow that farts out pran eggs. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Was it a fart or was it a queef? No, apparently, according to the director's commentary, it came out of his anal passage. So, but the ass looked like a vagina. <laughs> the know. asshole had lips. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean. Also, is it a pro, is it a prolapsed cow anus? I have no idea. Um, and the best part is, after the egg popped out, it fucking winked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going. Is this cow supposed to be dead, or is it supposed to be almost dead? I mean, what the? F- oh, I, I mean, the mind. asshole winked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An egg popped out, and it was stayed open. And you think, oh yeah, well, it's just going to stay open. But then it fucking slapped shut like a fucking shutter on a camera. And I'm like, what did I just see? Yeah, I love the fact how it farts underwater. You hear it as an ordinary fart sound. How does that work? I mean, (laughs) why doesn't it sound like bubbles? Why does it sound like like a dry? Like there doesn't sound like any underwater shit. It sounds like a a dry, normal fart. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like I'm not a fart connoisseur or a fart expert, Mm. but I mean, just like throw like an ounce of giving a fuck just throw what just throw a single fuck into your frame and just be like this should sound like a bubble fart because it's underwater i mean everybody has farted in a bath so come on i mean they should know what a fart sounds like underwater (laughs) Uh, but like that that, you're in close quarters with the porcelain so there's always like a beautiful echo behind it (laughs) true true but like i say this thing is cheap and my god does it look at this thing is Oh my god. From the rubber hand puppets to the planet on a stick to the shocking 3D, this thing is fucking cheap. I mean, Jesus jinkies. Also, you are you know you're you're in a deep shit movie when the first um, celebrity you see is Gary Boosie. And where the hell did he get him from? Some fucking uh, two-bit pup for crying out loud. I mean, what the hell? He was absolutely like shit. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, Buddy Holly has sure fallen. God, it was ridiculous. He was uh, good in that movie, though, and in Silver Bullet. So the guy, the guys had some legit success. Yeah, yeah. And the only movie I know him from is 
40 hours and another 40 hours. So <laughs> that's the one movies I know him from. So <laughs> now, you, should, you should check out Silver Bullet. And uh, he does a great job as Buddy Holly in the oh. Buddy Holly story. All it's right, worth okay. checking out. Interesting. Interesting. I might actually do Silver Bullet this September uh, if my fans demand it, that is. Uh, so as part of the Stephen King month, it's been interesting. Anyway, yes, and we also have his best friend is Glue Gallagher as the farmhand, who is John Gallagher's father, and John Gallagher's shtick is he kills his father in every one of his movies. <laughs> oh my God, there's a, a bloody psychological problem right there. I mean, for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> He's working out his Freudian issues. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Or his edible complex. Uh, yeah, is edible not the mother? Oedipal is like you kill the father so that you have the mother. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's very true. I think it just has a thing for killing his family because I, I remember right he done the feast movies where he's killed his nephew, his niece, his father, and um, his cousin. I believe it's like for crying out loud. And moving on, a stripper water theme park. How hygienic is that? I mean, they're completely naked. And his idea is to just put clothing in the water and that will kill the STDs. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I mean, hmm. I, I love that fact. The daughter goes, but, but dad, they're naked. Eh, just pump up the clothing, it'll be fine. Eh, and then he also says, like, doesn't he also mention like adding some sulfuric acid or something? No, I think it says if you put amino acid or something into it, it will clean up so everything. Okay then, I mean, Jesus. And then we have David Kochner as this sleazy water park owner. What was the name of this thing again? Uh, so big David. wet. So, yeah, no, no, the actual, the, the character's name. What oh, is his it? name Something is stupid. Chet. Um, oh, Chet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, played by David Koechner. Yes, he's no Kochner. I don't know his name is Kochner. No, I, I hear like everyone, every, like I've heard people speak about him or to him and they call him Kechner. So yeah, all right, okay. that, that, seem, that seems to be the uh, the way it's said, even though I originally thought it was Kechner as well. Oh, well, oh, well. Anyway, yeah, him, I never liked him in anything I've ever seen of his. I don't like his brand of humor. It doesn't sit well with me. It's not funny. It's just rude. He's like, he's like a discount. He's like a discount Randy Quaid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said that when I watched it the first time. I said he's a budget version of somebody else more famous. <laughs> you know what I mean? If if the bubble from Independence Day is not returning your calls because he's fleeing the country due to violating squatters' rights or some weird psycho crazy bullshit that he's involved in, mm. then you can call David Keckner. Mm, if you want, yeah. if you want your middle aged bumpkin, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Ke- Keckner will do anything. And on to our lead. Uh, Daniela Panabaker. Uh, she's the father agent stat for credit. How can you go from killing Jason Voorhees and indeed the Friday the 13th franchise to doing this piece of shit in under two years? I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fire agent love. He's or he or she is pathetic. Jesus well, Christ. Well, the, the Flash hasn't returned her calls yet. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, thank God for the Flash because her career is in the shits. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh. Let's see here. What else do we have here? My little list of notes. Um, yeah, you have to wonder what the writers think about your body when they don't write a titty scene for you, and you're the lead in the movie. I think she had a non non nudity clause in her contract, so that was null and voided, you know. So, uh, yeah. although the woman with the gigantic boobs towards the end, uh, apparently she was a porn star and she was willing to get her tits out left, right, and center. So, eh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
Let me see. Oh, yes, another one of my little notes here. It's a bad day when your um, hero is shorter than your heroine. Matt Bush is five foot three, whereas Daniela is five foot seven. She towers above him. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> what the hell? Jesus. I mean, a five foot three. Jeez. I mean, all for, for short guys and stuff, but come on. She's about, what, five inches taller than you are? Jeez. Uh,. The one good selling point to me was the pretty boy cast. Deputy Kyle, played by Chris Zelka, I think that's his name. Travis, played by Paul James Jordan. And Josh, played by John Luke Bildo. I guess that kind of balanced out the bad effects, the boobs and the horrible bloody writing. So, but to be fair, the girls are quite cute also. We have Shelby, played by Katrina Bowden. Ashley, played by Megan Tandy. And, of course, our lead. So, do you think that bounces out? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Boy, is there bouncing. Hmm. Yes. Let me see. And I, I love the line um that the um, hero gets thrown at him. He turns and says, What does the sheriff have on me? And uh, like seconds later, his best friend goes, About six inches in a badge. Yeah, mate, try eight inches in a badge. <laughs> I mean because <laughs> the guy's what is he, six two? So Yeah, that's six inches. He was he wasn't making a dick joke. Oh, no, no, he was making a height <laughs> joke, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't get that. Why would you hire? I don't get this at all. Why would you hire him? He's so bloody short as a, as a lead hero. I mean, should have him as as one of the stoner best friends, but not as the bloody lead hero. I mean, I just don't get that. I mean, maybe I'm sizest. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and like, like it's just a stupid premise. Oh, yeah, the guy that can't swim works at a water park. Mm. Yeah, to be fair, but he has a mascot, so. <laughs> um. So he said dive into the water. Let me see what else do we have here. The nod to the opening to Prana 78 with the two lovers jumping in the pool to have it skinny dipping is a good thing. However, these poor underwater body doubles were shot outside in Detroit in March. Imagine that one. <laughs> Whereas the other actors, the real actors, were in a heated pool. You bastards, you know. Fucking, I would have absolutely ape shit if they go, by the way, this is your scene. There you go. You're doubling this guy and this this um, chick. And by the way, it's going to be minus whatever it is in March in Detroit. Say what now? Oh, why do you have to be naked? The one now? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. No. Well, well yeah, because they want them to be perky. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. I love the fact how well, underwater, the water is dark and murky, but above water, it's clean and crisp. I'm like, how does that one work? <laughs> you know? <laughs> did, did they pour in the chlorine? Ah oh, yes, and from personal experience, those physical handcuffs are easy to snap off, and that's all I'm saying. So when when she the the um uh the black chick, what was her name? Um, Megan Tandy. Uh, yeah, the actress, uh, the the sort of character name Ashley. Ashley. Yeah, she handcuffs the boyfriend with the the fuzzy handcuffs. Yeah, they snap easily. You just have to tug them off. You just have to sit and fumble. I'm moving on because I'm going to explain how I know that one. Moving on. <laughs> Um, and I love the shagging wagon they have, the Hot Wheels, the Hot Wheels style shagging wagon with the shag carpet and the neon light and the shiver pool, you know, because all shagging wagons have a shiver pool, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're going to have a fuzzy wagon, if you're going to have like a fuzzy van, then, mm. you know, you got to put in that neon light. Yes. It's like staple it everywhere. Yeah, I just love the fact he's got a wee mini shipper pole. Like, what exactly can you do with that? I mean, it's about a foot, foot and a half tall. What are you going to do with that thing? Uh, uh, dear, dear. I, 
I, I did get a genuine guffaw out of that scene when she's like pretending to pray to God for forgiveness for what they were about to do. And he, when her hands are clasped in prayer, he just sticks his finger in between her hands and starts fucking it back and forth. Oh, dear God. I must have missed that, actually. Yeah, so. Mm. Although, see, that, no. that, was a, that was a gut buster for me. Mm. Oh, well. Although, speaking of which, the poor boyfriend gets a little handsy and pays the price. <laughs> I just love that scene <laughs> where the, the, the friend just bites the hand clean off and, and he's like, oh, my arm, my hand. Oh, dear, oh, dear. I just love yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was expecting, well, I was expecting the hand to get chewed off because, you know, like when, when you foreshadow it with handcuffs, mm. like, you know, uh, but I expected him to grab a piranha that's like lunging for his chest or his neck and then like using the piranha to eat off his arm so he could open up the door and get out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he didn't even attempt to get away from the piranhas. It's like, oh, my hand's been chewed off. Oh, cheap gimmick, cheap gimmick with the with the stump being pu- punching out a window. Mm. But the window's gone. Now he can swim out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm going. Doesn't. <sighs> I, 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 I don't forget. We're, we're what? We're ten minutes into the movie, and we're already two people down. I'm going. Well, actually, three people down because. Busey and the other guy died in the exploding couch. We've never mentioned the farting couch explodes <laughs> for some reason. Why does it explode? I mean, <laughs> it just, uh, dear, oh dear. Um, sulfur? But, something about the fish? Sulfur? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, something about, yeah, they're attracted to sulfur, therefore the cow would be rotting, so they're attracted to the cow's uh, decaying body, or bloated body. But how does it explode? They have uh, t- well, methane, methane is explosive. Yeah, but what sparks off the tomb have torches or flashlights? Oh, he, he uses a lighter. And he, oh, does and he, he? Right. For oh, some reason, just... he decides to put a lighter near the bloated cow. Oh, God. Idiot. Man, you country bumpkins for you there. Um, one thing I do like about this movie is the non-CG pranners, which are puppets, look great compared to the cheap CGI ones that look like shit. I mean, these ones look barely fucking rendered, these underwater pranners, but the other ones that are actually attacking people are actual hand puppets. And they're on like... <laughs> they're on, like a, there's got things, poles and the section. That's quite quite cool. I mean, because there's uh, the behind the scenes stuff that shows you, like the dream sequence we'll, we'll bring up later, with the gigantic prana. It's actually a gigantic prana. It's about, I don't know, it's about the size of her body, so it's huge. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get back to that later. And my pet peeve, the fat slob Big Dave, played by Adrian Martet- Martinez. Oh. Uh, Pumping the water pipe is just fucking disgusting. He is a, oh, that's just wrong and every oh, level of wrong he he is like the unwanted child between violator from spawn and booger from revenge of the nerds yeah ain't that true i mean that is just oh god and I someone mean, pukes and he just stomps in it to walk by and be like <laughs> later fuckers yeah and he's but, wearing flip-flops uh, i mean that's just even worse he's wearing bare-toed flip-flops that's just disgusting uh, that's just like worse. he's the evil he's the evil ed of the movie yeah 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 Except Evil Ed was kind of sympathetic. This guy is not. This guy's a complete utter douche nozzle. <laughs> it's just gross. What was my other pet peeve? Oh yes, product placement is everywhere. We have Pepsi, Diet Pepsi and Mountain Dew. Which I've never actually drunk before in my life, so I can't judge that one. But he's got Pepsi cans everywhere. It's like, what the fuck? So, hmm. I heard that Mountain Dew is absolutely disgusting. It's an acquired taste, so... Like I say, I've actually drunk it myself, so I can't judge. Anyway, yeah. what else do we have it's, here? It's, it's okay. Mm. 
I've heard that in America and I'm guessing Canada, you have all these multiple different flavors. Where in Britain, you have oh, like yeah, there's Mountain Dew Code Red, where then they have like a cherry flavored Mountain Dew, and hmm. but in Britain, it's kind of like our version of the Kit Kat bars in Japan. All right, okay. Then. In Britain, we have two flavors, I believe. You've got the blue one and the green one, and that's it. That's all we get. <laughs> So we get shafted in Britain again. Anyway, the other thing that pissed me off about this movie was the 3D vomit scene. That's two movies, two 3D projectile vomit scenes. Lovely. I just wanted to see my face, somebody's fucking stomach contents flying towards the camera. That's a really great thing there. I mean, have you actually seen Prana 3D? No, I haven't. This was, uh, you know, when it went, although I ha- it, it, it was kind enough to give us like the lore dump. At yeah. the beginning of the movie, just in case you missed all the uh, all, all the critical information from the uh, previous movie, yeah. where people got eaten by piranhas. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Although I love the fact how the town just leave the piranhas' bodies just lying on the beach. You know, just leave the rotting bodies lying on the beach. We need to clean that shit up and try and clean up your town. Instead of going to go to Tumbleweed Town in less than a year. That's <laughs> ridiculous. So, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, people here are just not, uh, they're just not very environmentally conscious. Like, you, you got to clean up those bodies, otherwise you're going to just, well, first flies. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's and, just... um, One of my questions, I don't know if this was a, a continuity error or if I just, like, my brain protected itself temporarily by, uh, <laughs> by, by forgetting part of the movie. When they get attacked by on the docks by by the piranha, which apparently don't just like crack the boards in the pier, but send them flying about a good twenty feet up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Like one of them, like attacks, like jumps up onto the beach. Uh, she smashes it with a rock. Uh-huh. The cop comes along. He decides, like, I'm going to give you a ride to the station. Then mm-hmm. we see uh, Tiny Bush getting uh, <laughs> watching. <laughs> watching Christopher Lloyd on YouTube mm-hmm. and they just decide, Oh, they're going to go pay him a visit to get some, to get the, uh, the skinny on this. But I looked in the back seat. Her blonde friend wasn't beside the guy in the back. Yeah, Daniel exactly. Baker's in the front. The cop is in the, the cop is driving the car. Uh-huh. The boy is yes. in the back alone. And then it shows him driving down the road and there is no car behind them with the girl following her. And also she got attacked if she was following them, somebody would be with her, mm. but apparently she's not in the car, and they just fucking abandoned her. Mm. Was she even mm. in the bunker when they uh, when they spoke with uh, Lloyd? Uh, I'm going to go with no, because I know the deputy is, and the lead is, and the mini uh, mini hero is, but I don't think she is. No, no. So they just fucking abandoned her. She got attacked. Yeah. On the dock, and they're just like, "We're gonna get some answers." Fuck you. Mm, yeah, she'd be she'd be shagged, so that's okay. But I think the reason for that is this was shot in twenty five days, uh, and it shows. I mean, Jesus criminies. Um, <laughs> so she may have just been taking a dump while they were shooting, and they're just like, "We don't have time to wait. We gotta go." No, no, fucking. What was that gorilla filmmaking? We're moving on. This is expensive enough as it is. We can't afford that. But yeah, and after filming, everybody got a prana egg and a Don't Hassle the Hoff t-shirt. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God, the Hoff. I'm coming for you, Hoff. Just you wait. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. We have to see. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Daniela Panabaker. 
got over a fear of swimming underwater on the set of this thing. Apparently, she couldn't swim underwater until the director forced her <laughs> to do underwater swimming. Like, what the hell? So, and she drowned on set, by the way, and had to resuscitate her. Oh, um, wow. But I'll get back to that a bit later. Yes, I mean, gosh, you actually kill your, your lead actress. Oops. <laughs> Can we recast it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked for the Twilight Zone movie. Yeah, true, true. Although they get shut down and sued, so yeah, they uh, did, but they still finished the movie though. Yeah, true. Like, true. well, we dropped we dropped a helicopter and killed Vic Morrow and two anonymous Vietnamese children. Mm. But uh, mm. you know, the show must go on. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, it's a few million dollars now. Shut up. You know, uh, I'm the great Stephen Spielberg. Was it Spielberg had done it, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, not was it? Not was it? it was John Landis? Was it no? Well then. Okay, Twilight's on the movie, uh, directed, uh, produced by Steven Spielberg and John Landis. Yeah, he scored one from my memory. <laughs> yeah, directed by, oh yeah, because it was an anthology, mm-hmm. it was directed by John Landis, Steven Spielberg, Joe Dante, and George Miller. And I think the, uh, yeah, it's a good, like, wait, ah, wait, the helicopter accident, that was... Steven Spielberg was discussed by Landis's handling of the situation. So, yeah, it was both of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Okay, I thought as much. <clears throat> anyway, enough about the killing of the poor, innocent stunt double or, and the children. On to... Back to this he was the lead actor, Vic Morrow. He was, oh, was that a lead actor? Oh, he was a big... He was a, no, he was a big guy. He was in combat and a bunch of uh, big movies. All right, I was a stunt, a stunt actor. Christ almighty. See, I've not actually saw that move myself, so... Oops. <laughs> it was a stunt helicopter, but it did actually land on uh, Vic Morrow and uh, two child actors. Mm, yeah, yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Is that why uh, Landis took a break of, what was it, three years? Then he came back with, uh, what the hell did he come back with again? With Thriller, I believe. He came back. Because Jackson watched American Wolf in London and loved the effects and contacted him. To do thriller, so I think that was his big comeback. You know, this happened in 80, 82. All right. So, who knows? Uh, shit. When did thriller come out? Was it 85, 84? 84, I believe. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then. Anyway, back to this movie. Uh, let's see. Unlike the original two movies, where they used underwater dental drills for the sound of planners, these planners are. Chihuahuas get pissed off by the director and was sped up to have the prana grows and the prana attacking effects. So, yay for that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, they actually, well, that's it again. You actually watched the original prana, prana 78? No, I, uh, was this supposed to be like some sequel to the 78 prana or just a, no. a prana 3D? It's just prana, constitutional prana 3D, but prana 3D is a a direct remake, allegedly, of the 78 version, just done up, made more fancy, you know. But according to John Gallagher, or Gallagher, has his fucking name? And Gallagher? Uh, or his name is. He was influenced hugely by Piranha 78, which is why there's hundreds of callbacks to Piranha 78. So that was an interesting little fact. I mean, I found out four, four, three or four pieces of information on the director's commentary. One, this was done on the fucking cheap. Two, the original wanted to film it in Canada, but they get told no. They had to go to 
South Carolina, I think it was, or Georgia. Wow. Uh, what, why did my why did my home nation decide no? You can't film here. Well, it was in March, so I guess it was because they they were just like, we'd love to, but everything's just frozen over, eh? Mm, yeah, yeah. We're filming something else. Come, come, <laughs> come back come back in April. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah. We can't. We've got 25 days to film it. Yeah, you're fucked. You know? <laughs> oh, real, we're real sorry about that, eh? Mm. Okay, I'm not going to do the Canadian joke, so moving on to the pier part with Maddie and Shelby getting attacked by the fish. Uh, it's straight out of Prana 78, except in that one they attacked the homemade raft. Because in Prana 78, the lead in that uh, has a daughter who can't swim or something like that. Hence, which is why Maddie and this can't swim, because it's a direct callback. Uh, and they have this man-made raft, which the Prana attack by eating the ropes, and the, the raft falls to pieces. So basically, what the Prana did in this with the attacking the ropes and attacking the pier is how they... Basically, that's a callback for seventy-eight movie. But but did the seventy-eight movie have a vagina dwelling piranha? No, this is new for this one because apparently this uh, John Galagad guy is a pervert, you know, or a prevert if you want to pronounce it thing. <laughs> I love this one here. The director's commentary. He praises the fact to use puppets instead of CGI ones because this movie was done for about, about ten. This is cheap. I mean, he goes, look at how great my puppets are compared to the shitty CGI. Why are you saying it on your director's commentary, you fucking idiot? You're supposed to be like, hyping the movie, and you're saying CGI looks like crap. I mean, oh, this guy's... Like it's like he was given a hand in designing the puppets, but not the CGI ones, so yeah. his fragile ego had to be like, this is what I was involved in. Look at how good it is. Yeah, look well, how good these, these biting planets are compared to this shit one over here. Yeah, so that's lovely. And on to my other shocking moment of this movie. Christopher, give me a paycheck and I'll do it. Lloyd, doing... I mean, what the hell is he doing here? I get he's in the Prana 3D, but is he trying to kill off the good vibe for Dr. Brown, or Doc Brown, rather? I mean, <laughs> he is terrible in this. It's like, what the fuck? Although he does his whole stick, his whole spew, and apparently that blew the mind of the entire cast, so yay for him. He was on set for four hours, I believe, then buggered off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love him. He's like, dear God. Oh, yes, and since when can I'll you... I'll show fish- up in my flip-flops! And I'll just deliver my lines. <laughs> I'll wear my own clothes. I'll put my own, um, what was it, towel dressing gown sort of thing. And that's me. This is my character. I'm a mad professor. Yes, yeah, that's nice. Put like, me in a Hawaiian shirt. I'm <laughs> exotic. I was expecting him to say, great Scott. But no, I mean, oh, that could have been so much more bare. But since when can Prana or indeed Fish bite through steel? Uh, well, the way the piranhas are looking, if you uh, if you can bear to look at their design, I've noticed that they have like a dense bone skull, so it's made for ramming. Hmm. I suppose. I suppose. So that explains why they're able to smash through grates and stuff because they're tiny little battering rams. Did mm-hmm. he say that was tempered steel, however? And it just bites galvanized you steel. Oh, galvanized steel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, as I love about it, in Piranha 78, they're a semi-intelligent piranha that have, like, a, a sort of thinking intelligence of, I can't remember they said how smart they were, but they, basically they are fish, they don't, like, bait through stuff, except for ropes for some reason. In Piranha 2, they fly, yay. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got tiny wings. 
Yeah, yeah, they fly. Except these ones fly in circles. They don't glide because apparently they're in Prana 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Check that one out, by the way. That's hilarious. The Prana attack scenes are fucking hilarious. But the they're supposed to be a mixture between Prana's... Um, what was the other thing that was in that? Prana's Barracudas and Flying Fish. Except they're, they actually flap their wings. Nobody told the director... Piranhas don't flap their wings. Uh, fish don't flap their wings. They glide on the ocean breeze. You know they don't actually fly. They're not fucking birds. But oh my god, gliding isn't flying. Mm, it's falling with style. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's falling with style. Uh, and I love the fact that that Christopher Lloyd comes on set for four hours and does his techno babble shtick, and then buggers off. Uh, to his next B-movie, and blows the director's mind. Mind you, that wouldn't take much. It'd be a fucking Christmas cracker explosion, because this guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> but yeah, he gives Christopher Lloyd this big, huge script, and he goes, okay, and just spews it out in, in one take. <laughs> was like, yeah. So, I'm guessing he's done a lot of these mad professor roles then. Well, you know, when you when you age like that. Yeah, true, true. I mean, like it's really hard to imagine him as a romantic lead. Oh, God, no. No. Well, well, the one time he was like a good romantic lead was when he was Uncle Fester. Ah, uh, yes, I suppose that's true. Yeah, yeah, he was a romantic. Lead. Yeah, although speaking of which, do you think they'll ever bring back uh, Back to Future Four or the Bloodyle reboot stuff? Because I heard rumors and whispers. But hmm. I would like to see. Um, I, I I doubt that they could make a four simply because Marty just wouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> Mar- Marty would just be really sad. He'd be like. Hey, Doc, how come I saw the year 2015 and he didn't look anything like this shit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's the flying car, you lying bastard? <laughs> mm. Why is there an idiot in the bloody White House? You lying? <laughs> well, technically it was a, a four, but eh, you know what I mean. What was the uh, so, yeah, they, 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 they may have... To, like, it would be shameful to to make a sequel, but also... I Well, they did do a sequel for the, uh, the Telltale games. That... If you ever played the Telltale games, Back to the Future, yes, that is the ba- that is the Back to the Future four you would want. It's what we got. It was great. Uh, the voice acting was fantastic. They even had Michael J. Fox show mm-hmm. up as one of his own uh, ancestors in the end. So it was great homage, great uh, young Michael J. Fox, great present Michael J. Fox. It was just. It was what you would want and what you deserved as a Back yeah. to the Future fan. So it was fantastic. We already got Back to the Future 4. Yeah, just like we got Ghostbusters 3 with the uh, with the video game that came out for mm. the uh, Xbox. Yes, yes. I, I haven't played that yet, so um, it's getting re-released, I believe, for this October. The video game that is not the actual movies. Uh, so I might get my hands on that. Uh but, you know, getting back to this movie, mm. there was a spot where the the girl, she like, she's already barfed. She's not feeling good. Obviously, something's infested her. Mm-hmm. And she decides to lie down and essentially says, my friends are missing. I'm grieving. And mm-hmm. I've got nausea. Please come inside me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll go back to him in a second because I've got one or two things before that. Uh, such as poor Ashley's body is left half eaten at the bottom of the lake. I love that one. And the fish take 
Spicer. That's actually uh, dry for wet. That's actually filmed on a set because they couldn't afford to film underwater. <laughs> That's how cheap <laughs> this movie is. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, oh, why? Like, also, like, there's such good meat left on her. Why would the piranha just leave? Like, skeletonize her and just, like, show her skeleton in her bathing suit so we know it's her. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're, they're shy from eating because it shows you later on the movie they're eating people down to the skeleton. So why did she leave her with, with most of her body intact? It's, it's I don't, ridiculous. I said, I don't get about this movie. One minute they have these ferocious attack, uh, piranha attack that will strip you down to the bone in a matter of minutes. Next minute you've got like, eh, we'll just take his hand, he's fine. We'll take her finger, it's fine. I mean, what? I mean, <laughs> Jesus. No consistency. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, it's 25 days this thing was shot in, so I'm guessing it's like, oh, who gives a fuck? Just run. Just do get the next shot sorted. And yes, talk about Shelby, I believe her name is. Yeah. Forgive me if I'm wrong here because it's been a while, but do Prana come out of vaginas? <laughs> <laughs> well, we already saw it at the beginning of this movie, but it turns out that was an ass instead of a vagina, so what do I know? Hmm. I mean, it's been a, at least 20 years since last time I saw a vagina. I don't remember a piranha being in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> well, you never saw the movie Teeth, did you? Yes, I have. Yeah, yes. Yes, it's good. Yeah, mm, moving on. But yeah, like I said, it's, it's been a while since the last time I've seen a, a vagina. I don't remember a piranha being in there or anything to eat you being in there. So, hmm. Although uh, in saying well, that, how did that piranha... Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, on you go, on you go. Yeah. Uh, well, like, this guy deserved it when oh, yes. she's not feeling good. She goes, stop, I don't feel right. And he's just like, oh, yeah, almost there. I said, stop, I'm almost there. I said, stop, I'm almost there. You can stop now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can just, like, at this point, what it, what began is, <laughs> I, I would say, uh, duress consent. Mm. W- quickly became just a pure on violation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I love the fact she, she actually turns and says to him, fuck me now, Josh, because she doesn't want to feel the pain of her Ashley's disappearance. That is cold. I mean, that is yeah. stone cold. She goes, fuck <laughs> me, please, fuck, I don't want to die a virgin. I need you to come inside me, please. Yeah, yeah, that is just cold. I mean, Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, oh, yes. And, uh... Yeah, then he got what he deserved. Yes, yes. I've got, actually got a joke about his thing coming up, I think. Yes, I did. So that's okay. And I don't know if you noticed, but when Mad, uh, Maddie, that's what I mean, so, yeah, checks out the water pipe, uh, the water park, the, sorry, the water pipe to the park, I'll say it again, uh, she has her dowry mask upside down because she didn't have a club to swim underwater. <laughs> so she put the mask upside down. Oh, dear. That shows how bad this fucking editor and director was, they didn't even notice the, the mask upside down. Fucking amateurs. And Q, the most uncomfortable sex scene ever filmed in 3D, of course. Uh, as Josh finally pops Shelby's cherry to get a fishy surprise as Bangu's your... <laughs> <laughs> Although, how did its prana survive in her body? How did it breathe? Because don't fish have to have water pouring over their gills constantly? Yeah, the, they need the water to like yeah. force the gills open so that they can absorb oxygen. So, uh, like, worst case scenario, it was in her bladder? I think it was supposed to be in her womb because she throws up earlier in the movie. And I'm guessing it's, that's her insides getting chewed out. Some, somehow. Her, no, she so, didn't vomit up blood, though. She just vomited up, like, white stuff, like food. 
Oh God, all I know is, I mean, uh, this this script was written fucking on a cocaine high, I think. I mean, oh, this movie's a fucking joke. I expected, I, like, as soon as like her guts start turning around, I expected it to pop out alien style, or she yes. just looks like she miscarries in the pool, and then like that would be the end of her. But no, this fish like continuously continually spares her life. It like, grows because it starts off a wee teeny wee tadpole sized fish and turns into a uh, like a, uh, a juvenile sized fish. It's like, what the fuck was he eating in there at all? Fucking miracle grow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, it uh, was holding it was holding out for a sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what is it with the director and men's dicks getting ripped off and male rape? Because in the feast, I believe there's two guys in the original feast. One gets raped. Another one gets uh, skull fucked. So, Karen, what is this guy's hard on for for raping men, <laughs> or men, she's... or men doing raping? Like, yeah, exactly. like she's saying, "Stop! I don't feel good. Stop!" And he's just like continuing, like just poking her, like, "Oh yeah, I'm almost there. I'm almost there." She made it like he's just ignoring her mm. pleading to stop. It is rape. Yeah, like <laughs> it began as consent, but that can be rescinded at any time. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I love the fact how you can actually see the prana under her skin as it crawls towards his dick. Uh, I would pull that thing out of there in seconds, going, uh, how about no love, just something inside your body, <laughs> and it's not me. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm um, going to go grab some tongs from the kitchen, and yeah. we're gonna, I'm going to go see if I can get something out, and if and if I fail in this horrible idea, then you can call nine, then I'm going to call 911, like, Mm. Of course, obviously, like she's just a she's just a docking station for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was just trying to get to her pants for about at least a year. So she, he's like, eh, move on to the next chick whose cherries popped, you know. So he's one of these typical douchebag guys that just want to pop cherries, and move on to the next yeah, chick. And, and, and her, she's she passes out. You think she's dead because she got her insides turned mm-hmm. by this thing, but no, she just like vomits. She just like pukes a little bit and then she's completely forgotten one he's raped her two mm-hmm. something moved out of her guts and she's supr- like somehow she walks around the entire house only only at the end is she surprised by him behind her holding a steak knife asking what did you do to me yeah like yeah. like she somehow missed him walking around missed him dripping the blood missed him everything mm. well the reason for that one is apparently there was supposed to be a stunt where he dives at the window and he impales himself on a pole, but they couldn't afford that effect. So the kind of guy to walk around and go, what did you do? I mean, with his dick cough. And it looked so. like he was going to stab her out of like yeah. weird man rage. Yeah. 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 But like how, I said, dare you, how dare you make me suffer for raping you? Hmm. Mm, yeah. I mentioned the guy paid the ultimate cost. He lumps off his dick because the piranha well, clumped on. If, if John Wayne Bobbitt can get it sewn back on, and that was in the mid '90s. Then you know, technology definitely—you just put that thing on ice, and you're yeah, exactly. assuming that the piranha didn't like mulch off too much of the uh, the tendons and such, and over yeah. the what the hell is it? Um, I'm pretty sure they could just graft some synthetic stuff. Whatever. Not yeah, like he true. deserves it though. True. True. Did he just die off off screen? Uh, <laughs> she shows up to her friends covered in blood, saying like, uh-huh. "Josh, uh, Josh is in the hospital or something." Like Josh cut off his penis because something came out of me. Oh, was that what it was? Because uh, I went, is he dead? Did she, did she just bleed out on the floor? She just fucked off and left him to bleed out on the floor. What I, 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 I expected him to like be walking around with like a belt cinched, 
around his <laughs> groin as a tourniquet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me some fucking ice, my dick's in fucking two, you bitch. Yeah, <laughs> although that poor uh, actor, that actually had that puppet on his actual dick. Fuck that for a game of soldiers. You would not catch me catch putting a fucking mousetrap no, enabled... I- I put on like I put on like a little peg, like a little uh, a little addition. I'd be putting that on mine. One, it would make it longer. <laughs> then you could like do a nice helicopter scene, like trying to wave the fish off, and it's like flapping around, going. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be funny. Yeah, and I think I don't get why does he just gouge the fucking piranha's eyes out and rip it off? Oh, why cut off the dick? You have a knife cut along the side of the piranha. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like slice the piranha by the side or run the knife like alongside your dick and like cut up. Like you can cut so much of the piranha. It's a it's a big thing. It's not like it's a candiru where mm. you can feel it crawling up your bait uh, up your shaft and you know once it gets through the base that you're dead. Mm. Like that would be a situation. Yeah, like if yeah. he if he could feel it crawling up the urethra and he knows he can't get at it, then you got to cut off the dick. Yeah, I mean, then that's justified. This was terrible. Yeah, this is a what a f- six inch piranha, and it only has him by the head of his dick. Slice the fucking piranha in two, you know, and leave the piranha's head on your dick. Go to the hospital and get it took off, sorted. You have to lamp your fucking dick off, you fucking moron. I mean, that I was just dick. Yeah, well, that's true, but still, that's just ridiculous. Anyway, that's two severed dicks in two 3D movies. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> because in Prana 3D, uh, Jerry O'Connor gets his dick bitten off. <laughs> because he's anything. The, the guy from Sliders? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he plays a skeezy uh, Girls Gone Wild wannabe director. And he falls into the, the uh, lake and he gets attacked by Prana. And he gets his dick bitten off, which is hilarious. I mean, it's just... But yeah, um, uh, die by the sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I guess you could say he got what he had coming. Oh God! Yeah, that joke was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's a stand the wall and face stand the corner and face the wall joke. You know, that's just no. no. <laughs> hey, it's par for the course for this movie. Oh, okay, good, gotcha. Yeah, I, I look. I'm like a social. I would say chameleon, but they don't change their colors. They don't decide what their colors are. They just change what their mood. So I'd say more like an octopus. I like blend in with the scenario I'm in. So highbrow situation, highbrow humor, mm-hmm. lowbrow situation. You're getting lowbrow jokes. Yeah, true, very true. I blend with my surroundings. Although that's one thing I do about this movie. There's no actual jokes in this. There's no puns. There's hardly any decent jokes. There's a few unnecessary. There's one, there's one or two decent funny jokes, but that's about it. There's no other stuff. There's no puns. There's no like winking at the at the audience. This thing is played serious, which is a ridiculous thing to do. <laughs> They should have played it for last, but no, this is super serious. This is my big scary movie. It's like the guy, the guy hand fucking his girl who's in prayer. That was a genuine laugh. And the next genuine laughs were uh, everything in the basically the last 20 minutes when the yeah. shit hits the fan because Hasselhoff springs into action. But I, I, I guess, like, like are, did you want to build up to that or can we talk about the Hoff? Uh, I've got one more quick little thing before we move on to the Hoff, which I'm coming for you, Hoff. You just sit there nicely. Uh, <laughs> the director's nod to Enos or Enoch Marell Street as the lead is in a bath with the dream sequence, which is also a nod to um, Sliver, I believe, the one with the, uh, the um, what's called things, slugs, where they're in a bath. And anyway, moving on. 
Yeah, I love that bit because apparently that's his nod to Nightmare on Elm Street with she's lying in a bath with her legs apart and the piranha comes up and attacks her. But it's all a dream, it's not real. Okay. Uh. <laughs> um, on to David. Don't hassle the Hoff. Hasselhoff! Drunk in a hotel room with two babes in one bed, writing a shitty theme song. Yay! Fish hunter! <laughs> I'm here to slay you! I'm a fish hunter! Yeah! <laughs> Don wants me to get back in the bed! I'm not Don! I'm Don! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm in a three-way, because life is awesome for me! Mm, yeah, yeah. I guess apparently they wanted to introduce him in an Applebee's for the whole burger joke, but Hoff went, nope, you're going to have it in a three-way scenario, so they did you read the script for that, but I mean... Oh, it worked. I, yeah, it worked, yeah, 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 true. And according to the director's commentary, which, by the way, is like a complete waste of fucking an hour and 18 minutes, because it's like two fucking frat boys drunkenly giggling and laughing at their own bloody jokes. It's annoying. Um, uh, you saw this movie. What did you expect? Yeah. Did you expect the guy to be interesting like me? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, apparently, Hasselhoff was drunk and harassing all the female crew, including the female PA and the female assistant director. So, oh. go with the Hoff. Apparently, when he first saw the female assistant director, he asked to sign her boobs. <laughs> so wow yeah i thought he was just acting like a douche no no apparently he was off the fucking rails until about 2014 i think 13 14 so yeah yeah um hmm. so he, he, apparently he's not a nice person at all because apparently he didn't skip, stick to the script and changed everything to have the hoff inside of it like i don't know um what was it a Hoff or not or something like that, some ridiculous thing you shoved Hoff into it and it's like David, you're playing oh, never mind, moving on, because it's just ridiculous oh. when he got out of the car, like he shows up, like he's playing like a dejected version of himself which, you know, upon further uh, illumination basically mm. is himself Yeah, yeah. so he goes up to the theme park and he's got this look of desperation, like he knows he's doing it for the money, like he's being paid a ludicrous sum to be here, Yeah, but yeah. when he gets out of the car is it just me, or does his tux already look soaking wet? I think it's supposed to be silk. That's why it looks a bit damp. But It looks I so have, shiny when he got I out. I have no idea, to be honest. Although, there's a, there's a um, cutscene in, in special features, and he goes, let's get this fucking shit show on the road <laughs> direct, right down the camera barrel and <laughs> push the cut out, which is such a shame. Like I say, that was a half um, ad-lib, so the director wasn't happy about that one. Ah yes, the two songs that the Hoff sung was it actually two, was it one? It was actually written by John Gallagher on the set. So I think he only sang basically that one song, like Fish Hunter, where he's he's determined to make it a thing. Like he mm. keeps workshopping it throughout the throughout the entire movie. Uh, <laughs> once he shows up, he's just workshopping Fish Hunter, and and he's like writing it himself. It's not like oh I'm being, I'm starting in a movie called Fish Hunter. No, he's He's creating this whole thing from the ground up himself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a passion project for him. Like, this is his Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. According to the behind the scenes, David Hasselhoff is playing a souped up version of what he thinks the Hasselhoff, what the Hoff should be. So this is David Hasselhoff's version of what he thinks the internet wants the Hoff to be. Okay, so what, a lush, an alcoholic, and a womanizer? Okay then. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> Him living out his Hugh Hefner fantasy. Yeah, true, true. 
true. Anyway, back to this, uh, let me see, the reintroduction to Deputy Fallon, played by Vang Rhymes, or Ving Rhymes, uh, who's now legless but survived the Piranha attack from 3D. Yeah, no, he was dead in 3D, so bullshit for that one. I mean, did the pool uh, uh, LL kill you from H2O? The bullet just grazed me. The piranha just grazed my feet. I'm perfectly fine. No, he was dead. They jumped on his torso and ripped him apart. He was dead in that water. But moving on. Uh, so the shotgun legs were built. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was so, <laughs> that just destroyed me when it. <laughs> it's like he doesn't even attach it to the legs. They've been no. there the whole time. As soon as he puts on this, as soon mm-hmm. as he puts on the little crutches, they've got a barrel mounted to the side. Yeah, I love the fact how that's a double barrel shotgun. Yeah, he blasts away willy nilly. No recoil. Yeah, exactly. He holds up his leg, pulls the trigger, and it's yeah, he doesn't get pushed back or nothing. No, no. I just even reload it, he just fires away, blast, blast, blast. I'm like, that's a double barrel shotgun. You have to reload the fucking thing, the fucking clues in the title. Double barrel, two bullets. You can't just boom, 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 boom. I mean, oh, dear yeah. God. And he puts up like several shots. <laughs> like, does he have like an extended clip for a shotgun somewhere? I have no idea. I. All about these legs, or this was a last-minute design, and it was built overnight because apparently John Galuga decided let's have some shotgun legs, just like they do in uh, Planet Terror with the chick with a machine gun leg. Yeah, or was that, yeah, she had a machine afterwards? gun leg. That that yeah. made some sense. So that's well, his. The gun was the leg. This one has the shotgun like soldered to the side of the leg. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I imagine would throw off the weight something fierce. Yeah, yeah. At least if the shotgun was the leg, you could just, like, throw up your leg and just, like, immediately pull the trigger. Yeah. Or you throw up your stump. I have no idea, to be honest, but I don't get why they had this Deputy Fallon back in this movie, because he does absolutely nothing. I mean, he kills about three or four prana, then he's out of the movie. He gets one person out of the pool of no consequence. Oh, does he? Oh, I must have missed that. I I think they just wanted an excuse to have Paul Shear. He couldn't do anything too great, so they had him in like a, as a straight man to someone else, like as the uh, the the attendant slash life rehabilitator dude. Yeah, actually, who is this guy, Paul Shear? Paul Shear, he a- he's yeah, he's a comedian, improviser. He's uh he does a uh, fantastic podcast called How Did This Get Made, where he talks about shitty movies. Oh, and right. uh, he's he said several times, "I'm not doing Piranha 3D. Stop asking." <laughs> but he's uh, he shares stories about like when he worked at a blockbuster or meeting some uh actors i definitely suggest uh you listen to it it is fantastic either like him and jason manzukas which if you've seen brooklyn 99 or big mouth he's hilarious and uh he also has his wife on the show Okay. It's fantastic. They'll do. They also do live shows. They have comedians watch movies with them. They even had Conan O'Brien watch mm-hmm. "Look Who's Talking Now" with the oh, dogs. Oh, that's a terrible movie. Yeah. Jesus. Oh yeah. So him and Conan O'Brien are just like riffing on this movie, something fierce. Mm. So it is definitely a treat. They uh, they even reviewed "The Howling" too, and it was oh, from God. there that I learned about Christopher Lee. How awesome Christopher Lee is. Because when they landed the plane to film that movie in the Czech Republic, they got ambushed by the military. And the director's coming out with papers like, I've got permission to land. I have authorization. Like, please don't, please don't kill us. Like, yeah. we're, 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 not, we're not spies. We're a film crew. And Lee comes out behind him and goes, oh, it's okay. They're here for me. 
And he's like, why is the Czech military here for you? And he's like, I helped them kill Hitler's best friend. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. If Yeah, if you look up the history of World War II, Reinhard Heydrich was one of the highest-ranking Nazis who was the architect behind the final solution. And Christopher Lee trained the guys that ambushed and killed him. No, no kidding. No kidding. Christ, I mean... Jeez. So he's a hero in Czechoslovakia. When he showed up there, it was a it, like the military showed up to shake his hand. He, he got a hero's welcome. Mm. Okay, then. I mean, the other interesting piece of information I know about Christopher Lee is he was trained to sword fight by Errol Flynn, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a Nazi killer in World War II. Like, he did shit that he could not talk about ever. But, like, it did come out, like, he also, like, uh, did some work in Switzerland, stopping the Nazis from developing nuclear technology. Interesting. By attacking research areas, uh, airfield raids. He was an ass kicker. Like, he he was in the same squad as Ian Fleming, the guy that did James Bond. Yeah. So yeah, when cousins, he's doing... Hmm? They're cousins, I believe, or neighbors yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, so when he was doing movies about James Bond... You're seeing some shit that he learned, like he got picked that he picked up, like while hanging around with Christopher Lee. Oh no, I remember right. Christopher Lee is actually Roger Moore's cousin. That's what it is. And Christopher Lee had his complexes next to Goldeneye, which I believe is Ian Fleming's uh, complex in Jamaica. So where he typed up all the books and such. So Bond, I know about, but Christopher Lee, I'm a bit sketchy on. So (laughs) oh, Count Dracula is the best Count Dracula ever. But uh, another thing he did with the Howling 2 to save the movie was because they shipped over the costume, the wolf, the uh, the werewolf costumes, but they fucked up and they sent them like costumes from Planet of the Apes. Oh, for God's sake. So <laughs> Lee said, look, rather than waste all this time uh, trying to wait for the shipping and all that, I'll just do a scene where I explain that mankind has to, like for a man to shift into a werewolf, he has to go up the evolutionary chain, like back to an ape. <laughs> then he can transition to a wolf and then become a wolf man. Oh, so God. it just showed that he was such a team player. He was re- he was willing to just spout the stupidest shit to keep things going. So Christopher yeah. Lee, class act. Yeah, such an oh, and when, when when filming Lord of the Rings, he t- he famously told Peter Jackson at uh, in one scene he goes, "That's not the sound a man makes when he's stabbed in the back." And he goes, "How do you know that?" And he goes, "Well, I did some things in the war." Mm, mm. He also famously told. Peter Jackson to go and fuck himself, which is why he's cut out of the final Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, so because <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so, apparently he was not pleased with the way uh, they were filming. Is it Saramonger? His name, his character's name was Saraman the White. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way his death scene was, i.e., getting tossed off the tower and landing on a windmill, and he goes, "Well, fuck you!" <laughs> so you get out of the movie. Charming. Uh, but anyway, from a Bright movie to a shit movie. Is there anything sadder than David Hasselhoff clinging onto his role as Mitch from Baywatch ten years after it was cancelled uh, at the time of filming? That is, is there anything sadder than that? I mean, he's wearing the fucking shorts and the jacket that says they're playing the music, and yeah. then when the piranhas start attacking, he actually does the slow motion run, which yeah. I I was buckled over laughing because it lasts about a good 20 seconds which is about like five seconds of real time and then he just like he's about 20 feet from the lifeguard chair and he just stops and he goes oh oh, oh fuck i'm old 
<laughs> so it was a yeah. great way to hang a lampshade on him trying to hold on to his past, but coming mm. to grips with his age. Mm. It was very insightful and funny. And I appreciate any joke that has like an ounce of thought in it in this movie because it stood out like a diamond in the rough. Yeah, true, true. I don't know if you noticed, but on his jacket, it says Hoff Watch. <laughs> Instead of Baywatch, <laughs> <laughs> I get a feeling that's actually his actual outfit. You know, he does all these uh, comic con things where that outfit. I could bet you anybody he that's his actual jacket. So <laughs> his interactions Dude. with the kid David, he's just like, oh, you might recognize me from Baywatch. Mm. It's like this kid was born. This kid was born like what ten years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like for, lost all sense of when his shit was irrelevant. He's like, you might know me from Baywatch. No, yeah, Night Rider. No, Night Rider. No, talking no. car. The no. talking car. Yeah, I was howling it up. I was. Because <laughs> 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 SpongeBob. No, <laughs> I, mean, I was. I was howling it up. It was just ridiculous. Um. Oh dear God. Yeah, I, I just. And then, I, and then we get to see Booger again, fucking the jet. Oh yeah, and yes. this time like in a populated area, like doing it when the park is like like just a, a skeleton crew is one thing, but fucking the jet when people are around in public, like this is operating hours. Yeah, exactly. It's utterly disgusting. I love the fact how there's a kid floats past him and he goes, "I'm just checking the pipes and squishing him in the face with a, a water gun." Yeah, what are you doing exactly? Like using your third eye to check the pipes? You fucking disgusting fat slob. That's just <laughs> wrong. Every level of wrong. <sighs> but speaking of speaking of disgusting. Uh, they used lake water to fill the pools of the water park, unfiltered. That is just disgusting. Yeah. And people went underwater without without goggles. Yeah, yeah. And I, I get this one. Apparently, according to director's commentary, this is from real life. Um, there's a water park somewhere in Louisiana that did the, sorry, did the exact same thing, and they were fined by the city and the state for using unfiltered uh, pond water or lake water. That is fucking disgusting. I mean, oh, that is just gross. Oh, yuck. I mean, unfiltered. Could you imagine all the fucking leaves and the muck and the fucking fish eggs and God knows what's oh. So disgusting. Uh, um, Keckner's final moment in this was fantastic. He runs to get the money. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. he, he, rather than like realizing, oh, I'm going to get sued, and rightfully, he just decides to raid the cash box and just, like, I guess he was going to grow a beard and disappear into the mountains or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all but, singles, but I mean, I love that one because it's a super park. It's all singles. <laughs> but he goes, here, kids, have some singles, and runs off, and then runs, he runs over. <laughs> he, he's looking at a kid's dead mother. A kid is mourning, a kid is, this orphan is mourning her mother's death, so he grabs grabs a couple of singles out of the box and hands it to the kid, and then he runs over the fucking kid. Yeah, I love the fact the kid picks a 50 <laughs> out of the bunch and goes, ooh, then she gets run over. <laughs> so she's... No, she looks up, she holds it, she opens it up and looks into the sun, and that's where you see the one. And oh. I'm like, that, that's where he paid her off with a single. Oh, dear, oh, dear. And then he runs her over afterwards. Like, we hear her like, ah, as he runs yeah. over her with the cart. I just love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he gets his own by, uh, apparently these these streamer flags are lined with, like, piano wire. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. And his ultimate ending, but I'll get back to that later, because I've got two or three bits to go. Uh, and I'll def- I, yeah. I love the fact how this movie is so cheap. They only had 14 extras. Uh, now, bearing in mind, 
Piranha 3D had 5,000 extras that they paid 50 bucks each just to party. <laughs> so wow. all the party scenes are real teenagers and they get paid to party and paid to drink. Whereas this one has 14. <laughs> Man. I mean, who are, I don't think they were actually paid. But it's like, Every, everything just, went to uh, the Hoff and Lloyd, so. Oh, good God, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing the Hoff backed up the money truck, you know, it's like, give me the money, I need to... And cue the feeding frenzy as the rubber fish on a pole attack. Step aside, Piranha 2. These are the new bad Piranha on a pole. I mean, God almighty, these things are fucking cheap. It looks like they're good. The little wires attached to their jaws, and the guy's off screen pressing the button to control it. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? What, what, what was the budget spent on these fish? About 10 pence? <laughs> Jesus. It's just cheap. I've already mentioned the shotgun legs, yeah, which is the coolest thing in the movie, but goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, yeah, and <laughs> and then they ask, and then he asks him afterwards, How did you buy that shotgun leg with the money I saved on socks? Yeah, that was a genuine laugh. I mean, I can just, <laughs> that was like, God, yeah, although apparently they're actually um nerve guns attached to the, to the crutches that stole from a hospital, <laughs> so. Yay! Uh, let me see what I might do. do, 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 do. Well, sorry, what was that? Uh, so they were they were Nerf guns, not shotguns. Oh, Nerf uh, guns. Okay. Yeah, Nerf. Yeah, yeah so it was Nerf. Anyway, Nerf guns. I heard Nerf uh, guns, but, and I'm like, wait a second, is that like some sort of like? <laughs> is that like the opposite of a tranquilizer gun, where they shoot you with a little solution that gives you a seizure? Yeah. yeah, it's like turns out tasers are getting outlawed because they're just causing too much death. So here's a chemical neutralizer <laughs> instead. We're just going to give you a seizure and let you like we, we we just walk up to you, put like a piece of wood in your teeth, and let you just like freak out. And then when you're exhausted, we cuff you and drag you to the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there it's nerve gas or nothing. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, they were bought from Toys R Us, and then the crutches were stole from the hospital. <laughs> As they filmed the guy with the penis getting lamped off, uh, lying in the hospital bed to stole crutches from that. I mean, this is how cheap this movie is. It's like, oh my god. Um, where am I here? Da, 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 da. I done this, the, oh yes, the, the slow mo running as the Hoff is doing the Baywatch rescue with the man boobs flapping in the wind. That <laughs> had me on the floor laughing. I was, oh my god. Uh, yeah, for as shitty as this movie is for about the good first hour. The last 20 minutes of it are solid gold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a diamond encrusted turd. Well, when I say diamond, I would say diamond encrusted turd, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what I don't get. They should have had the fun of the second half or the last 10, 20 minutes throughout the entirety of the other part of the movie. It would have been more fucking fun. But no, they put it too serious for the whole. These are the super piranhas that are now evolving to have legs somehow. <laughs> okay, I'll get back to that later. Um, let me see. There. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, I love the fact how Barry, the hero, confesses his love to Maddie, the heroine, in the face of certain death, and she goes, I thought you were gay. Oh, burn for that one. <laughs> oh, you just had that little sexual energy around me. Yeah, yeah. You're not a threat, you little brother. Oh, <laughs> It's a slap. Oh. That was just nasty. Uh, done the money box. Done the beheading. Yeah, and then Kyle, the Kyle, the cop decides while he's rescuing the girl, well, kind of re- failing to rescue the girl from the pool. He decides then to confess all of his crimes so that she, I, 
said he's just a, an immense shitbag. Uh-huh. It's like I'm sorry I took the money. I'm sorry that I let. Every, I'm sorry that I let your your uncle, your stepdad, just take all this fucking w- water. I'm sorry I turned the other way. I'm sorry I'm an asshole. Uh-huh. And then he lets her go. I I thought that she was going to like put her foot against the pool to pull him in. Like, yes, I'll oh, you asshole, person. you're going to die with me. Yeah. Yeah, I love the fact how he's such a dickhead. He actually gives the the stepfather a ticket once he takes his bribe. Like you <laughs> fucking dick! <laughs> That's such a dick move. Uh, uh, yeah, so bringing it back to this bloody movie. Uh, yeah, the final destination ripoff scene where Barry turns the porter pump on full blast and it sucks Maddie under to the um, the draining pipes, and that's where she drowned apparently. Uh, she took in too much water and she immense was... lung capacity. Hmm. Although, according to the director's commentary, not only did she drown on the set, but it was resuscitated and brought back like seconds later. But that actually happened in real life in Thailand to a 20 year old who was sucked inside out and found in the pipes what, weeks later. That is fucking disgusting. How strong yeah. is that pump? How strong is the pump? I mean. That is ridiculous. I have that this, will, this will invert a human being. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, have you seen um, Final Destination 3D? What no, I never watched Zap- them after oh. the, uh, the first two movies. The exact I, I kind of got the point. Mm. The same thing happens, basically. This douchebag gets sucked in, and you guess he's got spewed uh, as the thing pumps in. It's, it's fucking disgusting, to be honest. Done the the deputy being a douchebag and who's afraid of blood, yet he's a police officer and he's a sheriff at what fucking twenty? How the hell does that one work? I mean, <laughs> uh, not sheriff, but deputy. Like he's definitely he's on the fast track. Yeah, true, true. Mind you, it's not, he takes bribes, so he's well, it's a small town, so mm. oh yes, and uh, and dear God, the CGI piranha look cheap when she's at the bottom of the pool. Trying desperate to get away from the suction device. One swims past that and it looks like it's barely rendered. It's like, do 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 do. I mean, what the hell? It looks like it's not even in the same fucking screen as she is. It just looks like it's bobbing along, not swimming, bobbing along. And it looks like it's barely rendered. I'm like, what the fuck was the uh, body? Sh- those things, man. Every time they make a CGI fish, they can't help but try to make give it like an expressive face. Mm. Like, that's how you can tell the puppets from the CGI, because the puppet actually looks like a real fish that doesn't emote. But the CGI fish will always have, like, angry brows or, like, give a smile when he eats somebody. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact how that smaller fish getting by the mummy fish, or the mother fish, as they called it. They're cannibalistic now. Yeah. Did that ever happen in the other movies where they turn on each other? Yes, in Prana 3D, that's how Christopher Lloyd explains how they survived the two million years they were lost and they were fossilised and all this crap and they were cannibals. But what I don't get, right, in Prana 3D, they're in an underground lake which was sealed off for two million years. Fair enough. It's pitch black. They should be blind. How the fuck do they see? You know? (laughs) Well, if they're fossilised, then, you know, you could just say, like, it was... That they were like flash frozen during no, the no, ice no, age. No, 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 they're alive underwater, right? Oh, so they've years. just been living there for two years, yeah, for two million years. Oh, two million years, yeah, eating each other oh. uh, as survival of the fittest. But they should be blind. Also, it's stated in the Prana 3D the water under that lake was thirty degrees colder. Therefore, they should not be able to survive in the hotter fucking water. But that's um, science, you know. <laughs> oh. uh, 
moving on. Uh, da, 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 to oh, where the hell was I now? I've also fucking was. Oh yes, uh, Barry throwing his Triton spear and killing the mobile fish. Yeah, in all that like, with the waves and the ripples, like that image that you're trying to aim at would just be distorted. Yeah, he, I mean he could have stabbed the the chick for that, the the heroin chick for that, but no, he gets that thing clean in the fucking. What was it right in right through the eye? He gets it and he kills it. It's like, yeah, you're so fucking short with that. So, mm. uh, oh yes, I caught it. He doesn't have to swim when he can just peg something with a trident from forty feet away. <laughs> yeah, 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 and fucking chaotic waters with blood pouring everywhere. That's fine. I can get that thing. But yeah, according to the director's commentary, the water park used in this was in South Carolina, and they wouldn't use them. They're not allowed to use blood, fake blood. Because it took five days to drain and five days to refill the pools. So the director had to use this red dye, which dissipated in chlorine. So they used gallons of this fucking red dye. And that's why the blood looks so fucking shit. Because it's this crappy dye. <clears throat> I, I thought it was just like everyone in the park was anemic. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so cheap and bad this movie is. I mean, they used red dye instead of. Uh, case it up and whatever the fuck it is, strawberry syrup. I mean, it's like, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, and on to Deputy Kyle's death as he dies when the water park explodes because reasons? How Because does... chlor- chlorine is flammable? Yeah, but chlorine and ammonia makes gas. Uh, not explosive gas, it's a toxic gas. They didn't it put ammonia ex- in anything, they just poured chlorine into like no, this main no, no, no. pipe and then he drops a cigarette on it. No, no, no. The fat guy pours in ammonia because he got. I thought it said chlorine on the side. No, it's ammonia. It's he pours on ammonia, and he goes, "You motherfuckers, eat my ass out!" And pours on ammonia, in, which causes it to explode. But ammonia and chlorine makes a toxic gas, not an explosive gas. Therefore, well, he throws a cigarette into ignite it because you know, that's his fuck you. He throws a joint yeah. into the pipe. Yeah, and that's... then everything like turns into the November rain video from. Uh, yeah, yeah. From, but, uh, was it Aerosmith or uh, Poison? Uh, oh, who the fuck was that? No, Guns N' Roses? I don't know. That's, yeah, maybe. Oh. Yeah, it turns into the, the November rain video where, like, water's just, like, splashing everywhere. Oh. And Kyle gets the, uh, Kyle, we finally get the, the flashback to when Kyle says, oh, what are you going to do, poke me with your trident? <laughs> yeah, he gets a rake in the eye. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was... gets poked with the trident. Yeah, 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 which is uh, and Kyle lost his mind. <laughs> he's he's going in there. He's like rescuing corpses, not mm. not struggling people, but like people that have been fully skeletonized. And yeah. he's carrying a skeleton throughout the park. Like, I'll get you out of here. I'll save you. I can be a hero. I can redeem myself. Mm. He's like yeah. actually saying these words. I'm not paraphrasing him. <laughs> I'm not summing up. He's actually saying, I can save you. I'm a good person. I'm a hero. Yeah, so it's a fucking joke. I mean, the, the script is a complete utter disaster. But yeah, I also love the fact that, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, uh, Barry has his big hero moment as he dives into the pool, but he can't swim, so he gets a <laughs> brick to save the chick. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? Where the hell did you get a cinder block in a swimming pool? <laughs> it's like, dear, oh, dear. Oh, yeah, and like, why? He, he walks up to her like, why? Like, the cinder block swimming isn't like uh, it's you don't need to know how to swim to not to sink yeah exactly yeah it's, it's a f- that's the easy part it's like not being able to swim means that you can't get back up or and stay up 
Yeah, yeah, you're too uh, boy. It's, it's a bloody joke. And on to the final little nod to Prana 78, as we finally know how the fuck that Prana in 78 started walking. It evolved! It has legs! Karen, so does that mean in Prana 5 they would have had a humanoid Prana uh, creature thing? Or they'd just be like, they'd just be like really lazy dogs or mm. cats. Yeah, yeah, true. Just like flapping around, going up and down the street. Mm, yes, very true, very true. Uh, I, I never got that myself, because in Prana in Pran 78, there's a walking Prana for no reason. It's never mentioned. It's just walking along, and it's uh, stop motion. You're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Why is it that? It's not even mentioned. It just walks around. Da, 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 da. And it's now one in the, there's a fish tank. It's one in the fish tank, and it's a puppet, clearly a hand puppet, but they go, oh, look, it's got legs, and walk away from it. Like, what the way will we go back to the fish with the legs? What? <laughs> I mean, oh, God. And one final jump scare as the kid Hasselhoff saves gets his head bitten off by the walking piranha. Because <laughs> <laughs> he walks up to it to film it with his cell phone. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And all the fact how he's still breathing without a head and he's still moving without a head. Yeah, he's not a chicken, he's a human. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then cut to Hasselhoff's music video for Fish Hunter, complete with Baywatch font. Yay! And that oh. ridiculous. Well, firstly, he notices the kid that he saved gets killed, and then just to show like the emotional connection he's made with him, his his grief is summed up in little ginger moron. <laughs> yeah, little ginger asshole. Yeah, <laughs> the half ain't ever shook. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was good. And onto the bloopers, because that, this thing had to be padded out for eight minutes somehow. I uh, which is actually funnier than the movie. That's a bad sign when the bloopers are funnier than your fucking so-called comedy movie. I mean, that is not not a good sign. And the final kill, which nobody rips off final destination, the blonde lifeguard screaming as Fat Dave's bare arse floats past as she hangs herself with her own whistle. <laughs> Which had me sort of guffawing. <laughs> oh man, like that was just. I love the fact at this point it's why. Mm, I love the fact Hoff goes natural selection, babe, natural selection, and just turns back. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're a cold bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact check he runs up to him. Oh my god, they're killing the people. Natural selection, love. Yeah, just stay in the water. It's perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> And then his Aquaman tribute at the end, where he's singing like, "With my trident, I'm coming to slay." <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous! Anyway, and let's... he throws the trident at the camera because, of course, it's a fucking 3D movie. Yeah, which broke the bloody trident apparently because there's bloopers where he actually breaks the fucking thing of the topia. Well, like... he, he doesn't even break it by throwing it. He just stabs it into the ground, like, with, with the point end up. Like, he's just stabbing, like, the pole into the ground, which it should have been able to handle that, but it just shows how yeah. cheap it is. Yeah. Just by stabbing the pole, the points on top, which aren't, which are completely away from the ground, they just snap and fall, and he's just looking at it like, wow, this thing is fucking cheap. Yeah, what did I get from Spirit Halloween for crying out loud? It was... <laughs> cheap nasty piece of crap which sums up this bloody movie so anyway to wrap this thing up that was Piranha Double D if I wasn't gay beforehand I am now the amount of extreme close ups on the fake boobs and minge is just 
wrong. I mean, the Minch Cam, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> I, what, they, they mentioned the crotch cam, which, yeah. which did get... And when it mentions, you think, oh, we're going to get like an up-close beaver shot, but no, the way this woman has got her legs, it's mm. like you see more of her legs than her, cra- than her front crack. Yeah. And yeah. we've seen other shots where we get to see more, as you call it, minge. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. We get to see more of that in regular shots rather than like on the on the crotch cam, which is supposed to be showing crotch and shows everything around the crotch. But it does get it does get uh, a callback after Keckner gets decapitated by his own streamer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, yes. the, the cart bumps, his head goes flying into the pool and the piranhas start eating his head in front of the crotch cam. Yeah, I forgot to mention... After motor- he gets motorboated. Yeah, I was going to say that. I forgot to whoa, whoa. mention a motorboating scene. Well, way to go there. Yeah, so charming way. You know, uh, you see when you're decapitated that, you know, you don't die right away. Like, your head still remembers, is still conscious for the for the uh, next couple of seconds. Yeah. Until your brain eventually dies from the lack of oxygen. So you're still alive. So, you know, as far as ways to go, getting perfectly motorboated mm-hmm. by, by that triple F lady... You know that is a that's a decent way to go out. Yeah, true. he's a, he's probably facing unconsciousness by the time he gets into the lake, so he probably doesn't he doesn't experience the piranhas eating him. Mm-hmm. Although you know for a fact that that's David's head poking up between the breasts as, as he's getting more boarded. You know for a fact he's <laughs> no no I'm doing this thing. Fuck off. <laughs> you know he'd be like, hey, listen, I can just like th- I can just like hide, put put like a black tarp over me, like I'm getting a haircut. Yeah. And just like have my head in her boobs. Look, I'm a stuntman. I'm a method actor. Mm. I can do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's this this movie's a complete joke. As we're saying, the script is beyond stupid. It's like a 14 year old with the ADHD high on fucking uh, Red Bull wrote this <laughs> thing. And the effects are beyond cheap, and none of the jokes fucking land. If this is supposed to be so bad, it's good. It failed miserably. This is so bad, it's fucking atrocious. I'm going to give this thing a woefully pathetic 1 out of 10. It's only saving grace is the Hoff, and it's saying something if that's your only saving grace is the fucking Hasselhoff. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. Anyway, come back next week as I class my podcast back up as I look at Hitchcock movies. September is Stephen King movies. October is House and Haunted Hills movies. November is Night Off movies. And December is End of the World because why the fuck not? So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also check out Mike's many podcasts and here's your plug bit. Okay, you can listen to the Graveyard Shift, which has lost Sheldon, so it's no longer Sheldon and Mike. It is now the Graveyard Shift Horror with Crystal and Mike. Because I'm bringing on a hostess called Crystal, so it'd be nice to get a female perspective on the horror genre. Interesting. And I've got the Taste Test, Retro Gaming with Flavor, where I uh, first started doing skits. And that's where me and my friends play old NES games and give our thoughts on them. The one the games that either escaped us as kids or that we never got to fully finish. So fun times. There's also the Playing With Power podcast where me and my friends read Nintendo Power magazine. And then there is the uh, Pop Chatter, like chat with an R on the end, <laughs> where me and my friend Rich talk about pop culture stuff and just whatever we whatever we feel like 
Mm. Is that it? Is that your, your, all your podcasts? All 25,000? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's others, but they haven't been launched yet, so there's no point telling you what to look for since it's not yeah. there yet. Yeah, true, true. Actually, I have actually listened to one of two of your uh, Nintendo Power. I loved the WrestleMania one. That was quite clever. Which uh, one did you uh, see? The WrestleMania one, where you took the piss out of Hulk Hogan, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was top class. Uh, and one of the horror ones, I can't remember which one it was, I think it was the Nightmare on Elm Street one you done, which I listened to, which was quite good also. So give that one a wee listen to if you're a fan of Nintendo. Um, although, does that actually go into the where the GameCube does it just stop at the 64? Um, we're, no, we, well, we're trying to finish up the year of 1997, so we'll be talking about the N64, and I don't have all the issues all right. of uh, Nintendo Power. They stop around 110 or something. So it's, uh, it looks like we won't be able to finish the run, but the whole thing ended with the Wii, so. Oh, God. That was a waste of space, that thing was. Crying out loud. Anyway, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. And if you want to follow Mike, you can follow him on what is your Twitter handles or handle? Uh, GS underscore horror pod for the graveyard shift. Hmm. And uh, nothing else right now for the other podcasts. That hmm. seems to be my only Twitter presence. Oh, so you changed the graveyard shifts to a Twitter handle. Interesting. Well, yeah, because, you know, Sheldon put up the GYS, and I'm like, Yard isn't a word. <laughs> well, hmm. uh, email me if you want to uh, with your movie suggestions to here's your reviews at gmail.com. So don't forget to check out my other horror franchise podcast of House, Hellraiser, Lost Boys, and more. Also, my solo a B movie podcast of They Live. Well, actually, horror movie. That's not B movie. Anyway, The Exorcist, Scream, The Stuff, and many, many more. And I want to thank Mike for going through this with me, and I hope to God he had a blast. Oh boy, did I ever. I'm so happy to see this movie and get it under my belt. This mm. was this was a, a laugh fest, either for the good reasons or the bad reasons, but I was still laughing when I wasn't erect. <laughs> oh God. Yes, moving on. <clears throat> a... a Bye, and remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. And uh, now I'm off to, to wash this chlorine and shit out of my hair. So and I make the shitty jokes, so I make the crass, vulgar jokes so that John doesn't have to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've made a my own amounts of uh, off the cuff or, or uh, bad colored jokes. So moving on. Like I says, that isn't the end of that one. So. Just give this thing a like, a share, and a bloody well comment. I mean, any listeners, get out there for crying out loud. Like I says, thank you for doing this, Mike, and a bye. Bye.